You ready? Oh. Yes, sir. Uh. That's drinking. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Spark. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that clip is getting edited in. Hey, this is the Spark of Madness. Uh, I'm Matt. That's Ben. Do you want to? That introduce is Ben. <laughs> There's it's ben. me. You see? Yeah. Uh, and there's Aaron. I, I think we'll be able to cut you in this time, Aaron, whichever. Oh, that's magical. Ben, are you, I, I'm trying to look in your sun, in your sunglasses to see if you're like watching porn or something. Uh, he, oh no, I'm watching, I'm watching you guys. He's just hacking the database. He's in. Hold on. Hold on. Do you know why I'm like this though? Why are you like this? You would oh. think because the invisible man. But it's because I'm protecting myself from the coronavirus. This is how I'm going to do it. My God, he's uh, genius. I don't think anybody's going to look a look, you know, sideways at me at all. No, <laughs> that's no, why not I, at all. Boy, that guy what, really cares about social distancing. He does. <laughs> he's a leader. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of guy you let your daughter marry. You're also like. Nice. Pranking people by like like kicking their butts and stuff when going invisible. Uh, Hello, yeah. Grandpa, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. No. So this week we're doing a flashback episode, uh, kind of in advance of next week. It's it's a this is part one, and next week we'll do the new Invisible Man, the uh, Hollow Man this year. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but this week we're doing the 1933 one. Yeah. With Claude Rains. Sorry, what? <laughs> the 1933 one with Claude Rains. Sorry, my audio cut out for like two seconds there. That's right. Nobody takes me seriously anymore anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you say the most insightful commentary you've ever Absolutely. said. Absolutely. Yeah. I have information uh, about this movie. So, uh... Where where to begin with this? I I don't know. I thought what was interesting was uh, the first note I had was that it starts with the NRA NRA logo, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, I mean, they'd be most concerned about an invisible guy. You can't shoot him. Are <laughs> <True>. they? <laughs> I just this is the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got to prevent this from happening. See? Yeah. Imagine if you had a machine gun and you could just spray bullets everywhere. I don't know. It depends on the gun. Um, really so, big bullets. So what? Uh, I, I think I've seen this movie one other time. What about you guys? Never before. Oh, I've seen it plenty of times. I love this movie. And and how many is a plenty? At least ten. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> Pretty good. It was it was shorter than I remember. Or like when I looked at the runtime, it's actually pretty eh, short compared. It's pretty standard runtime for that time, as far as I, I mean, know. It was 1933. It's, you know that was the heyday of you know cinema, in terms of sound and orchestras. You know that like yeah. King Kong came out, I think earlier, and it was the first score to a movie, actual mm -hmm. score. So like this is like this is like. The very beginning of the talkies, you know. It had been around for a few years, but yeah, it's still the very infancy. The, this is a, a, a time of cinema where um, the, the huge step of of like of um, innovation to yeah, kind of it, form the way cinema is now. 
it's kind of the the building blocks of what we know today were like m- much of them were placed in rapid fashion and uh it, it was a huge advance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's mixed very well too the sound it was really good when i it watched was. it yeah yeah and mo- more impressive was the the special effects absolutely yeah can you imagine being 1933 seeing this i mean King Kong, and then this. I mean, like that—that they really captured what an invisible man would look like. They sure did, and uh, gosh, those footprints in the snow and everything. We'll we'll, we'll get to Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, it's cool that you mentioned the special effects, kind of off the bat. I mean, that's probably what people think of with this. Uh, I mean, if even if you have a casual kind of understanding of what the movie's about, like, oh, how did they figure that out and on, in an old movie? But they, you would think. Uh, I, I mean, it was a while since I'd watched this, but so I wasn't sure when they did the reveal when he was invisible. I couldn't remember, and they do it pretty early in the movie. Like they, they kind of give you a first few a, minutes a taste of it right off the bat. Yeah, and that's the the right kind of tease because you can't be quite sure what you saw there, but they they kind of say it in the title of the movie. So I remember being a kid, being like, like first watching, like, well, why does he have hair if he's invisible? Yeah, that was too. <laughs> I wrote yeah. that down too. But he pulls the wig off, you know, yeah. when he's yeah. disrobing. Very good. The 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 premise, I guess, is kind of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. And we did both of them, so I should remember this. But I, I mean, the first one uh, is a little bit closer. But the fly isn't that kind of the same. Doesn't he have the scientist kind of mindset of trying to do something? Isn't it kind of the same? Very the, what isn't the premise very like broad as in what what if we did X? Yeah, yeah, it is. And, but it made him. But it, but the yeah, exactly. A scientist does this experiment with things that man shouldn't experiment, mm-hmm. and he does it, but to a cost. The soul, his ever internal soul. Does this mean we're going to do a short film where we put Ben in front of a green screen and tell him to vamp for 45 minutes? We should. We yeah, should. <laughs> It'll get another 10,000 views or whatever. As Frank Sinatra sings, stormy weather, the flies <laughs> in flight. Get a I'd watch that. <laughs> He's going the distance, <laughs> going for speed. Choose Frank Sinatra or cake. It cannot be both. Yeah, what is happening? It's cake. It's both cake. It's They're both cake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cake song. Well, so I, I, so where I would, I, well, so I, I can have the, my cake in too, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> I drew the drew the comparison to the fly a little bit, which uh, I mean, I I love that movie. This one, like, kind of ratchets up in a kind of a different direction, where it's like it's the the accident that. Uh, you know the the cost or whatever gives him an advantage, but personally he like he he goes crazy and like power hungry in a really interesting way. Which you know I haven't read the book. Have any of you guys actually read the book? No, probably should have. Sorry, Ben. What? My eyesight's kind of you know vanishing. <laughs> so I, 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 I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> little inside baseball Matt it's described that the drugs made him lose his mind correct he, he, well I guess uh, <laughs> I think he 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 kind of he hinted at how it it opened his you know his mind he started to see things differently and I guess you could infer that 
it uh, did because the the science the, the older scientist the Clarence from a Wonderful Life. It's Clarence from a <laughs> Did you get that? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Clarence. Uh, he um, he uh, hinted that this one particular medicine that he didn't he thought that wasn't made yeah, anymore. Yeah, it made the dog go crazy. Uh, made the dog mad. You say mad? I tell you. Turned mm. him Snow White and uh, made him go nuts. Yeah. yeah. And how did they? It's a side tangent sort of thing, but in Hollow Man, it's they say that the inability to sleep because his eyelids are transparent made him go crazy, right? Hmm. Does anybody remember that? I haven't yeah. seen Hollow Man, so okay. yeah, I do. I, it's really I think unfortunate. That's scene. In that movie. It's quite terrible in that movie. Yeah, you remember that scene? That's like there's, whoa. There's a few scenes in that movie that are like whoa, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I think that was the point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back to Hollow, or no, not the Hollow. Anyway. <laughs> you want to keep talking about Hollow? Man? Back to the Invisible Man. Yeah, we're talking I, about the Invisible Man, 1933. What I thought was interesting was that he it, he started in a very practical place. Uh, that all he had a bunch of different angles that I liked a lot. So for one, he felt like he could sell all of this. Uh, sell sell his once he figures it out. If he keeps figure, if he figures out how to go back, he can sell it. Sell his invisibility potion to like ar- the highest bidder, and people can take over the world. Yeah. So he had that. Yeah, that, his heart's in a good place. Yeah, <laughs> but then they showed. Uh, then they showed the you know his his w- wife was that his wife? I I might have missed that part. It was his fiance. Fiance, yeah. yeah. He explained that that he was motivated to make more money because he felt bad about himself and he wanted to give her things, which you know isn't wasn't the strongest. But then eventually, well, he could a fancy chemistry set, couldn't he? <laughs> well, eventually he becomes like the most realistic, I think, or the most interesting. Maybe uh, he becomes kind of the power hungriness and his ability to take advantage of people just overcomes him, and to the point of him being just a great actor that was i think the strongest part of the movie was Reigns. Him, yeah. when, he, when he was running around messing with people cackling that got me it was funny well if you notice something um the way he laughs i think joaquin phoenix stole that laugh for the joker i thought well i don't know if he stole it but it sounded just like it it sounded yeah. just like it wouldn't be yeah, surprised I mean, if there were some ties there yeah. Is this going to be the second time I I put in? Um, shoot, what's that director's Ryan Johnson laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Don't do good laughs. Oh, I'm sorry. Go <laughs> with me. Let Let's go back to the start of the movie because I. Uh, there were there were a couple things I I thought were I, I thought it was uh, I thought the lady at the inn at the start was unbearable. <laughs> oh yeah, she was a shrill. Okay, uh, person. I don't like her either. She's the worst part about it. But you know what? She's in, so the director of this directed Frankenstein and Young Frankenstein. I, yeah, cool. And she's in that too. And I hate her. I hate her. But she's a character actor that. There was a top, and he loved her. I think that's why he put her in this movie too. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't say that her performance was bad. I just the character itself is insufferable. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. I hate, I hate that over the top. Now, yeah. That being said, there's a movie called Gods and Monsters. You remember that movie with Ian McKellen Mm-mm. and yeah. Brendan Fraser? 
Well, Ian McCown is supposed to play this director, but they talked about camp and yeah, this director kind of created camp. He loved camp. Like, and it was and it kind of like, oh, I don't blame him. You can kind of see it. And there's, and this movie is pretty funny. There's some yeah. pretty, like, really funny stuff. And he has a lot of dark humor and funny stuff that he's did, you know, he's, he's a very good director for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense story-wise. Well, in context, it, it makes complete sense uh, because you see that the other character, her her husband character, hates her, <laughs> or at yeah. least he, he seems to tolerate her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she was sure I have to go up there. The the other best part of that that early sequence is the first uh, cop. <laughs> well, he's invisible. Go give it me a John. So Clay. nonchalant. About you know, it, 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 you know when they when they wanted to investigate him. To see, like, to plan their thing, they they had a net for the whole room. Like, that's smart how they did that. You mean where they yeah they net the room, and make sure he wasn't in there. You know, so there's some cool things that they did. I thought that when the 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 whole police force came to kind of uh, the perimeter of the building and they joined hands and stuff, I was like, how, I never would have thought of, I never would have thought of that. But for some reason, watching, I was like, oh, that's really clever. I mean, yeah. that's the only way to do it when when it's you know, that time, what else would you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, what would, we, what would we do now? Probably the same thing. So I guess Vincent Price... Eat signatures! Vincent Price played... The, they made a, an, another one later on of Invisible Man, and Vincent Price played him. Oh. But he wasn't as... Um, he was more benevolent than... Malevolent. Is that one of the ones where it was like Return of the Invisible Man or something? I think it might be that one, Yeah. 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 There's a lot. There's a quite a few of them actually. There are, but that yeah. and that was the direct sequel, like the direct one, like okay. the, the one right after this one. He is who I would pick to play that that role. Very young Vincent Price. Yes, I'm Invisible Man. I'm going to scare you. I will touch you. I promise. <laughs> um, I'm getting. I, I, I also <laughs> really appreciated the. Uh, I got down to the point where. So this is now. Uh, after he's kind of met with a bunch of different people um, and he's circled back up with Kemp, who was his partner. Kemp, um, loved his life. Kemp, his partner. He loved his wife. He loved his future fiance. Okay, hold on. Pause. This meeting has, okay, it, just, it has been upgraded, it tells me. It put a big, nice big yeah. text box right there. Yeah, it did it for Carry me. Carry on. Yeah, okay. It did it for me too. So, uh, so hey, hold, hold on. Go back to your positions. Okay, go. <laughs> Anyways, he wanted to steal his fiance and all that stuff. Yeah, right. Good luck so, editing that together, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll leave it all. In. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he. <laughs> I'm gonna use that as the transition. He. Uh, so he. He. Uh, this is a good time to sponsor. We'll just throw Tubi on. Tubi! <laughs> While we talk in the background. Yay, Tubi. Tubi, 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 Tubi. Put Tubi logo out. So he, he's circled back with Kemp, and as Ben just said, he, you know, Kemp has his own kind of ulterior feelings about uh, his fiance or whatever. Um, and this is when he starts to kind of elaborate on his, on his big plan that to we're going to just rain terror and we're going to murder people. And it's going to be, ran- it's very Joker. It is very Joker almost like it's, he wants to approach things from like a chaos perspective. Yeah, you but can tell he- he's really approaching this from the scientist sort of mindset. 
My just, hypothesis. Just zeroing in on a point you made earlier. Yeah. Never mind me. <laughs> Does anyone want to play poker? <laughs> I think you would win, buddy. <laughs> what I was getting at, this oh, build, he ultimately has a, uh, if you had the dino shades that that one guy had in the one yeah, World the, Series. Yeah. The, yeah. He, I liked when he explained the rules that he'd figured out that like, if oh he, yeah. Yes. If he eats, it'll stay in his body, and you can see it or whatever. Every dirt gets on him. He's done for. Not my yeah. finger. He needed a partner. He was still a huge weakness to it. You mean? You yeah, couldn't it, just it go was, out in the day if it was a there foggy day. A lot of contingencies. Yeah, it made it made sense. It's almost like it was too much work. Probably should have done something else, like make a big laser gun or something. <laughs> 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 just saying. He I mean, uh, a bunch of people and trained. Yeah, I mean the body count goes up really fast. It kind of does. This is like commando. Yeah, so he 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 kind of goes on like a little killing spree. He the the train scene that just he changes the the the, the switch track. or whatever, and it just goes off a cliff. Well, I don't know why there would be a. <laughs> why you would build that into the rail tracks as a possibility, <laughs> but you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just wasn't finished yet. That's all. They show him like five years earlier, like getting a job. At the, it's all part of his master plan. <laughs> he was a railroad construction guy. <laughs> Shouldn't we uh, build something at the end of this railway? No, no, no. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, Sullivan. <laughs> I thought the car off the cliff was really good. I thought yeah, that, was that didn't look like a model. Those flames looked like they were to scale. What, but so the director had more freedom on this film, I think, than he did with Young Franken or, or Frankenstein, excuse me. And the there's similar things in, in Frankenstein. There's the the guy, you know. There's the like there's the other guy that's in love with Frankenstein's uh, fiance. And you know, but nothing happens to him. And he wanted them to have all their comeuppance and stuff. You know I mean he he wanted to take it to places, and that the the screens in the nineteen thirty movies like that, what they do like 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 in the microphone for like long shots like that are always ter- terrifying. Because that reminded me when he was screaming out the car, it reminded me of the the the, the most terrifying moment as a, of a kid when I watched King Kong when the Brachiosaurus gets the guy, and it's all quiet, and you're. Ah, you know, you hear that that grown man scream is the worst, yeah. worst terrifying scream in the whole world as the the brontosaurus eats the guy. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot to make a grown man scream like that. Mm-hmm. Like falling off a cliff in a car, that might do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you were tied up and like <laughs> hung by strings over into the back seat. I'll do it. I wish I had a pipe. <laughs> well, olive oil. All right. Any uh, please sponsor us. We stay on topic. Yeah. What did you guys? The last thing I had was, what did you guys think of the the ending where they kind of tie it all together with the kind of that line on his deathbed? So we could talk about the snow, the tracks okay. in the snow, if you want to. Maybe I'm kinda, just maybe ahead. I'm a complete plebeian, plebeian, but. Making him sympathetic in the end completely falls flat for me. Because, I don't know, he was kind of bad start to finish. 
Yeah, he was kind of a, he was just kind of a dick too at the very start before it really got bad. He was just kind of mean. Yeah, why should I care about him? Like he never got better. Yeah. I mean, I I can believe that he was better before he turned invisible, but you know, that's no excuse to act like a jerk. So the the last line is like I should I should never have meddled in, you know, something we weren't weren't meant to or whatever. Uh, what a great line. Yeah, sure. Hindsight is great. That was exactly, I want to see that in text in H.G. Wells' book. We shouldn't (laughs) shouldn't meddle in stuff or whatever. I want to know if that sort of ending was part of the book because it feels like something thrown in by Hollywood executives. I'm so the, it's kind of, it's an HD well thing. He wrote War of the Worlds and stuff, so it, it, it sounded like an HD well thing. I can believe it. I, I still didn't like it. So I'm just going to read the very end. Uh, the invisible man's battered body gradually becomes visible as he dies. This is from the book. Okay. Pitiable in the stillness of death, a local policeman shouts to have someone cover his face with a sheet. So it's the same ending, but I don't think he he's. At least in terms of the Wikipedia summary, it doesn't put the, the no, there's no line. hospital sequence, so that yeah. was probably added. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. There's there's certain times to to sympathize with your bad guy, and I don't think this is one of them. Yeah. I, so my thought, because I liked I liked the line. So the line is, "I meddled in things that man must leave alone." Um, I liked that line. I the fact that they took him down an angle that was more like everything he said out loud, these power hungry moments of people bowing before me and stuff mm-hmm. that was all th- that all tied together to how they wrapped it up. But then like what he actually did in terms of like killing people and even robbing a bank, he just dumped the money out. Like I didn't feel like it, it necessarily tied together, but I kind of liked it. I was okay with the ending actually. The prankster stuff wasn't so bad, but you know, killing people on the other hand, I did see. I thought the prankster stuff was just stupid. It's the ultimate prank, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I think that's that's the, that's, <laughs> the, that's the beauty in the film. That's the fun in the film because he's insane. Yeah, but he's insane. But also, you the audience laugh at them. like things that you would probably do if you're uh, if you were an invisible man. That's not crazy. Like some of the pranky stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like like that's you know we want to see that on cinema. Like no yeah, one's I ever get seen. those. I liked those. Like he's dancing around like with it like. Walking around the morning, bus, you know, whatever. You say. Yeah. Early in the morning. Woo. Little do you all know, I'm naked. I liked that he. I think the the most successful invisible man, in like, where is he in the room? Because that was one part that I feel like they could have done maybe a little bit better job. The paranoia of where he is. They they had people in certain scenes kind of mention it, like he could be in the room right now, but it never really was a threat. I think yeah, the maybe best, you show some false positives, you know? Yeah, I think the paranoia part was one I would would have liked them ratcheted up, but I thought they did a really good job of it when they did the the Kemp sequence where he he got it, he followed him all the way through the plan because he was in the room and then he got in the car and you know that's when oh, yeah, Kemp yeah. dies. I thought that was the best version of that. And they were paranoid in the wall with the cat and stuff, so they're, 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 they they did a little, yeah. yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's that's ultimately the the most interesting part of this story. And like they kind of turned it on to the the scientist, but there's also an interesting angle of the people who are freaked out. And they had that scene where everybody's locking their doors and stuff. But um, yeah. Anyway, you know what I like on that picture behind you, Matt? The way the the wraps are done on him, 
it almost looked like a, a, a skull nose. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know quite how to connect that metaphorically, like the, the old him is dead sort of thing. I, yeah, and then they, when they pulled it into the, the very end and they showed when he kind of rematerialized or whatever, I thought that Just was cool. Skull a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. So like the layers of him are coming back. And I guess they improved it in the Vincent Price point when they had like more veins and stuff, you know. But yeah, it's for cinema, it's amazing. It's, uh, the special effects are amazing. So how they did it was they shot on a black velvet. They shot his face with black velvet and did a double. I knew it. And filmed it twice. And they removed the black. So it's a rudimentary green screen. You know? Yeah, it's, it's a, a Luma key. It did it. It's amazing yeah. how they did it. Looks well, really I mean, good. It's, it's the process is different then, but the effect is the same. It, it has and then to they had with, uh, exposing the blacks as clear. Mm-hmm. And then they then then they had uh, the uh, you know the practical effect with the foots and stuff and like yeah those I don't know how to do. No, it's 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 amazing and like how the way he fell like made sense. He got shot. The timing and it falls into the snow. You know, same the effect time- with the singing the this the invisible swordsman and the three amigos. Yeah, <laughs> the the there were a couple the the sequencing of how they pulled strings or whatever they did to knock things over or move things around. I thought the sequencing was really good and yeah, all well done. Yeah, I thought that was pretty solid. The there was one scene where he was attacking everybody at the start when he attacked the police guy and the others that came into the room that I thought was kind of like Yeah, but what people else pretending to get hit in the stomach just kind of looks dumb, but uh, you know, when they moved things around, I thought it was really good. In those days, what else could you do? Yeah. I mean, it was dull a bedroom, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> The Ethereum War eats the shit out of this. <laughs> so let's rate the movie. You know what? What's with the bleeding black and white? I was going to expect subtitles. <laughs> I'm going to use that line from now on. <laughs> When we rate a movie, yeah, it's no Avengers. I'll, I'll give it a four. It's no Avengers. <laughs> I'll give it a four. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'll go on a leap and go first. <laughs> okay, go for it, man. Uh, uh, I, I was between a seven and an eight. Uh, and I think just from talking about it, I'll just for the sake of you know everything it it put forward, I'd give it an ultimately give it an eight. Um, the strongest part, I think, is we barely mentioned it. Really, is that it's the performance I thought, um, which I think pulls it all together, especially when you're you're not on screen hardly at all. Um, can, I, can I tell you something about this? Is his first debut in American cinema, and uh, he never he never gets to be seen until the end. And there was a big controversy because they're like, oh, I don't like the way he looks. And the director like, I don't care what he looks like. His voice sounds amazing. Like. <laughs> You know, so it's the whole thing, and he and he's amazing. Claude Rains has been in. I love him. He's, he's his other most notable role uh, was him as uh, the inspector in Casablanca. Uh, you know, you know, remember him like Louis? It's Louis, right? This guy kind of a beautiful friendship at the end. You know, hmm. you know. So, what's your rating, Matt, uh, Ben? 
I give it an eight as well because I love this movie. And I this is the first time I've seen it in years. And as an adult watching it, uh, I had a different perspective and I love it. I love it. You know, I, I thought this is great cinema, great filmmaking, you know, and such a competent director. And then I found out what else he directed. He directed Frankenstein. He directed this. He directed the the, the Bride of Frankenstein, which is supposed to be a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, and the score is amazing in that too. But it was really, it's just really good cinema. You know, they didn't waste time, you know. Yeah, they really didn't. No. Aaron, what about it. you? Uh, I probably should have gone first. Um, I I think I would give this movie a 6 out of 10. Uh, I do think everyone should see it. But I think that the movie is... Uh, it's, it's pinned on two things. Uh, the Invisible Man's performance, Claude Rain, and... Uh, and the visual effects, and not much else is terribly special. Mm. But what they do well, they do extremely well. So it gets major points for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm careful not to give it too many points for visual effects because we don't do that for movies nowadays. Why would we give them points for that? It's, it's, it's not a good movie just because it looks good. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 What uh I'm trying I don't remember what our numbers are, so I'll just ask just from memory. Um just because Avengers, I'm, twelve I'm, out of ten. Yeah, I'm thinking about <laughs> not just because it's black and white, but just general time frame and what is this better or worse than the third man? Worse. I, I can't I can't. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read them. <laughs> Your his his number's on file somewhere. Yeah, I, to me, I think I would. I ultimately would give it to this one, but I also just have to acknowledge I probably like movies like this more. So I, I, don't, I, 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 I can't they're know. too different. They're two different movies. I don't think. Yeah. I don't like comparing two different things. Now, if we compare this to Frankenstein or you know even you know King Kong, you mean you know that's closer, but still two different things. You know. Well, that's. I'd That's like a, to say I probably gave the third man a seven or an eight. Yeah, but the third man I, came out in the forties, like later forties. It came, it came it, it, you know, it was the fifties. I forget. It late forties. It was late forties, I believe. Yeah, this is the complete. Like, you can't judge it. You can't do that. Well, I wasn't posed the question. I simply answered it. It's true, but Michael Jordan is the best basketball player ever, and he can yeah, beat anybody right. today. <laughs> I mean, he's no Avengers, but he's four out of ten. No, no, he's not. I've seen better guy on LeBron James. Four good basketball better. uh, Hopefully, hopefully, uh, next week we can actually do a comparison because next week we'll do the new The Invisible Man uh, as part of our attempt, I guess, even during quarantine to still do some new movies. Yeah. Um, Is it available uh, on Tubi? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think you have to pay for it. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe Tubi can hook us up though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on, Tubi. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah Tubi. So uh thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and tune in. Do you think week. do you think do you Wait, think ben, uh Ben, 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 what? before you say anything, are are you really using that mask as a as a preventative measure against the virus? I sure am. I sure am. But we've flattened the curve. Are, aren't, are you sure you're not overreacting? What?
So you think I'm overreacting, do you? You country pumpkins. Well, I'll show you. I'll show you who's overreacting. I'll show you. Okay. Oh, it's taking a long time to get this. Okay. Oh, here we go. Uh, glasses. Well, I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> Well, who's overreacted now? See, I told you I needed this gauze. I needed the protection from the coronavirus. <laughs> well, I told you. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? What do you think, Aaron?